Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Ted Wodoslowski. He's the Vice President of Commercial Marketing and Customer First at C3 Controls. Ted, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to have you. So, Ted, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I, um, I've i been in this uh, industrial automation and controls business for quite some time, as you can probably tell by my uh, somewhat uh, gray beard. Uh, I started um, in this industry a, many years ago as an electronics technician, working for the Allen Bradley Company, uh, which is uh, now part of Rockwell Automation or a brand of Rockwell Automation, as a test technician, troubleshooting circuit boards for PLCs. Um, electronics is great as a hobby, but doing it all day long got relatively boring very quickly. And there happened to be an opening in what was known as the order services department. Um, and they wanted somebody to come in who could actually talk, uh, technically to customers and to distributors and to salespeople, because at the time, uh, there were 52 week lead times on the products and a lot of unhappy customers. And we had a tendency to ship everything, but like one part. So they want to make sure that we shipped whole systems. So. Uh, everybody told me I was nuts for taking the job because, you know, well, it was going to be a lot of pressure, a lot of grief. But I figured at, the, I believe I was 22 years old at the time, I figured I couldn't make it worse. And that's how I got into customer-facing activities. Uh, and after that, I spent many years at the Allen Bradley Company, which became Rockwell Automation, uh, and up to management positions into strategic marketing. I left there to... Uh, be the vice president of marketing for ABB Robotics and also the director of marketing for ABB Low Voltage Products. Um, and then uh, about uh, six years ago, I left there and I landed at C3 Controls with a whole bag of uh, secrets and techniques <laughs> and experience that I brought to this organization. So that's how I got here. It sounds like you've had an interesting journey bringing you to C3 Controls. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about C3 Controls? Well, C3 Controls is a... Um, is a company founded in 1976, and they make uh, electrical controls products. Now, what that what that is is if you're ever going through a car wash and you see a, a box on the wall with buttons and lights, or you ever see someone that has big E stop, uh, those red buttons that say emergency stop, uh, those are the products that we initially started making back in 19 you know, as far back as 1976. Not the whole line, uh, different than some of the other stuff as far as high end automation goes, but these products are used everywhere. Uh, and we are a company now that's, uh, you know, small to let's say mid-sized company uh, growing and uh, competing with the people I used to work for. Uh, and basically, that's our industry. Anywhere electricity is being used, which is everywhere in industry, uh, our products can be found or our types of products can be found. Um, and so it's, uh, what's interesting about it is uh, even in industries as uh, recent as solar and wind, electric vehicle, electric vehicles, even cryptocurrency, our products are found helping manage electricity to control all those all those processes. So it's a very interesting kind of a place, and yeah. uh, it's a great it's great it's a great uh, great company. So um, that's really interesting. So talk to me a little bit about you know like you said it sounds like you're in the kind of the solar space now. Do you tend to see trends in any industry specifically or vertical? Oh sure, uh, with the uh, Inflation Reduction Act which is a very interesting name, and I'm not going to make any commentary about that worked or not. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, money or, say, money investment uh, tax credits uh, to uh, kind of build up that industry, right? Um, and being in, in the, when I say the industry, I say renewables energy industry, renewables energy industry. So there's a lot of uh, uh, investment in 
in that aspect of thing. And what that actually means is a shift from uh, most everything in your house uh, is AC, alternating current. That's why you get that hum from, from uh, lights and that, uh, to DC, because uh, DC is what is actually coming off of a solar panel. That's direct current versus alternating current. So there's a lot of investment in that. And recently in that um, Inflation Reduction Act, uh, there's specifically money for um, energy storage systems. One of the problems with uh, wind power or solar power is that the sun stops shining and wind stops blowing, electricity stops flowing. So there's a lot of investment in battery energy storage systems, which is DC. Uh, and the, up until this point with the Inflation Reduction Act, um, you if you had a battery installation going in, it had to be part of a solar installation. So you couldn't separate them. Now you can. So there's a lot of people taking that going back and now investing in battery battery energy storage systems. Um, so there's a lot of interest in that. We're seeing a lot of activity in that market space. Um, mm. And so I would say it's, uh, it's very, for me, it's a very interesting thing because I so I started off uh, in, in more of the automation space, which is higher tech stuff. Uh, and when I first joined C3 Controls, I thought it would be boring. I should, probably shouldn't say that. My, my boss probably says, but it turned out not to be at all uh, because of all the investment and all the this technology is used everywhere. It's kind of crazy. As I even mentioned in the cryptocurrency space, it's even in there. So it's just fascinating to see how the stuff is used everywhere. So yeah, that's that's really fascinating. And you know, the 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 industrial landscape is constantly changing. So I'm curious. You know, you mentioned kind of the growth with the the acts and the changes. So how does C3 Control stay ahead of that curve and remain relevant in this kind of you know, rapid rapidly evolving industry? I think uh, two reasons. One, we are a a smaller company, you know, Rockwell Automation, I don't know how they're 10 billion and I used to work at EVB and are like 40 some billion. We're not in that range. Um, and so consequently, uh, you don't have the infrastructure and the, uh, I'll say the bureaucracy, uh, I, I dare say politics to a certain extent. And we're also privately held. I report right to the CEO, which can be a good thing. It also is kind of terrifying because if I screw up, there's nowhere to run to. <laughs> there's nowhere to go, you know. Um, and so consequently, we can be very agile, right? We make decisions quickly. The team just, uh, we have a, a good team of people. Uh, it's been the same team since I've joined there, which is now six years. Uh, and so we just, we be, we can pivot quickly and make decisions quickly and come up to speed. Whereas a larger organization, I've been in those organizations, it takes sometimes a very long time to get to the point where you're making an investment or making decisions. So I think that's kind of how we do it. Uh, we're a little bit smaller and we can, you know, make decisions quicker and try them out. And if it doesn't work, we also throw it aside and move on quickly. Yeah. Let's dive a little bit deeper into the different products that C3 Controls offers. So I know you mentioned kind of those buttons, those push buttons, the switches. Talk to me a little bit more about the different offerings. Uh, so we have that, which is called, that's called pilot devices. Um, and behind that stuff uh, is what's known as uh, contactors and, and motor starters, uh, which it, you have to think about every time you walk to a factory, you see something moving, right? And that's an electric motor. So the, the things that do that are called motor starters and motor control. Uh, those go into that, which actually start and stop those motors, right? And then behind that, of course, you have things for the safety of those products. So you have overloads to protect the, the motors. Uh, and just a few years ago, we came out with a line of what's known as miniature circuit breakers, which are, you'll probably, you see them in your house. You open the little panel on the wall, there's a circuit breaker. Uh, we didn't, we never had those before we added that. And that's really kind of helped us step into some of these bigger industries. Um, and so we have those lines uh, and we're also always adding kind of to that. If there's a thing called a control panel, I mentioned that you see uh, in a, in a car wash or in a factory, you open a panel, there's a lot of things in there. There's, there's things like wire duct that, move, that manage the wires. There's terminal strips, terminal blocks, which wire things up. There's, 
what's called a, a miniature circuit breaker, which I mentioned, which is a small circuit breaker. Then you have a line of those. And each of those things kind of leads into the next. And for example, we're coming out very shortly with a line of DC miniature circuit breakers, which is typically most circuit breakers out there are AC, as I mentioned. DC behaves a little bit differently. So you need to get a little more specific, uh, specific in how you handle those things. So um, basically anything that, um, uh, if, if someone is familiar with control panels, you open it up and look inside, we make all those things. Uh, and it's, and we go, I believe the catalog, uh, and because of the nature of the products, you know, some people, everybody's installation is a little bit different. We have a very customizable catalog. In fact, I mentioned the other thing. I, I also manage the um, order entry side of the business. I call it, as I mentioned before, I call it the alpha and the omega. I do the, the demand generation. I also have team people that enter the orders. Um, we actually get an order every day for something we never made before. So you have to make it because we're configurable. We make it that day. We, we create a bill of material. It sends over to the factory. If we get the order by six o'clock, we try to ship it out that same day if we have it. So we actually are creating on a daily basis. We're adding to the catalog every day with something new. And I think we have, I think someone did the math. If you actually did all the combinations, there's like 15 million possibilities that we could come up with um, on a daily basis. Well, we don't ship out 15 million things every day, but you get my point. It's like, it's like kids playing Legos, right? You have a whole bunch of Legos. Nowadays, of course, you have a design about the way. When I was a kid, you had a Lego and you basically made a square. You know, it's pretty much what you did, but you still, you built it yourself and you took the different pieces. And that's kind of the way this stuff works is uh, we design and we build stuff every day that's new, as well as have a standard catalog of, of products. So it's all those all those pieces that, um, you know, do the basic control in any given factory uh, or, or installation where there's electricity being used. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm curious to pick your brain a little bit more, Ted, kind of talking about common misconceptions. I'm curious if, you know, in the industry, you know, there are there are points that maybe your clients think are true or, you know, people that you just run across in the street that think are true that, you know, may not necessarily be accurate. Does anything stick out when I ask that? Oh, sure. And, and I think it was even my, my conception when, I, when it came to the company uh, that this stuff is simple and basic. You know, in one hand, it's true because it, it, electricity has been around a long, long time. Uh, well, at least a hundred some years with Thomas Edison and that. And some of this principles stay the same, but there's always advancements in the technology, how you handle that. Right. And also that um, that this stuff is interchangeable or it's commoditized where you can um, there, there are companies all over the world that make these kind of products. And you get lulled into the idea that one is as good as another, or there is no, are no differences. But there really are differences between the quality of the products and who, the design, and also where they're sourced. Right? That's another big thing. Is uh, C three Controls is based in Beaver, Pennsylvania. Uh, for a long time, we uh, manufactured everything under our same roof. We actually had, we still in Beaver, we actually had machines designing what's called a mold for an injection molding machine or a tool. We made our own molds. We molded our own parts. We did all these things uh, until recently. Uh, that was all in Beaver, but uh, we opened up a facility uh, in uh, in San Salvador, El Salvador, to to do manufacturing. Didn't want to go to Asia. Want to stay. What's called uh, nearshoring, I believe. And we also have manufacturing in, in India. So we kind of avoided the China opportunity slash trap, as it turned out to be. Um, and that allowed us to, um, you know, stay current with manufacturing technologies. Uh, and also be much more resilient to uh, supply chain impacts and that. So there's a lot to this stuff. Uh, one of the things I like to point out, um, there's been some books written on how large systems fail. And if you dig into what happened with uh, any of like major disasters through time, whether it was Apollo 13 or something else, or even an airplane, 
uh, going down. It's usually something very simple that failed uh, and that can cause a disaster. So it's real important that you pay attention to the these types of products and where you're getting them and the quality of them and that because um, a small failure can lead to a major disaster. And that's one yeah. thing I think people don't have a good conception of. That's really interesting. I appreciate your insight on that. So, you know, Ted, I think this has been a terrific conversation. As we start to wrap up, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with, whether it be advice, whether it be anything about the industry, anything like that? Well, I'm a, I'm a marketing guy, right? This is what I do. And the thing I've learned over time, if I had to give advice to anybody uh, in a marketing role, uh, and I think we know this, this is why we're doing this, right? First thing is is content that's relatable, right? That uh, Don't talk down to your customers, but also don't um, assume they know something that they may not know, you know? So when you educate, uh, I think we've all been in the meeting where someone throws out an acronym and you want to go, you don't want to be the person going, what the heck you talk? You don't, you don't want to be that person. So uh, oftentimes, uh, like we write a lot of content that's uh, designed to educate. So that's the first thing is, is educate, right? Uh, the second thing I would say is one of the more important things I did, um, and I came to this discovery, uh, is you can have all the greatest content in the world, unless you have an SEO strategy, a good search engine strategy, and a dedicated person to do it, it's all for naught. Um, I actually have a full-time Probably two two biggest things I did since I came here was getting the content right or as right as we could and also having somebody full-time working on that search engine and working on that website. Doing it here and there does not work. I would uh, I would say things like doing podcasts, staying current with those kind of things, seeing, I guess I got to start doing reels on uh, on Instagram now for videos. I find that's going to be the next. It's so stay relevant and uh Try to stay ahead of the curve as much as you can, or at least if not ahead of the curve, don't fall too behind the curve, right? Stay, stay on, yeah. stay on the curve. There, that's, my, that's my advice. There so. you go. Well, Ted, thank you so much for taking the time to break down all of the insights, all the different offerings that C3 Controls has, the importance of, you know, the work that you're doing. I think this was a terrific conversation. I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Okay. Thank you. Glad to be yeah, here. Great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.